Hey, friends, thanks for joining me on this episode of Transform. I'm so happy to have you here. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. If this is your first time with me, thanks for being here. I like to share some tools and insights on the process of transformation to distill and simplify the process of transformation and to hopefully accelerate your transformative journeys. Today's episode is about taking a leap, trusting your intuition on something and taking a leap. And this really interesting thing happened when I was recording this episode. So the last five episodes or so, this may sound crazy, but my process is such that I feel, I guess you could call it like an intuitive urge or impulse to record. And then I just turn on the recorder, the mic, and I just start talking. So I actually have no idea what the episodes are going to be about before I start recording them. So I didn't know what this episode was going to be about. And about a third of the way in, I proceed to give you an example of how to trust your intuition, how to trust your heart when your heart is telling you to do something and your mind is like, what the F are you doing? And this interesting thing happened at that point. See, in the in the episode, as you'll see coming up here in a minute when you listen, uh, I talk about how sometimes our heart tells us to do things and then our mind, it doesn't make any sense to our mind. And so we subconsciously brush it aside. We kind of just like silence that little voice, that little whisper. And we're like, that's absurd. I'm not going to do that. And what I challenge you to do in this episode is to open up to that and to follow through, even if your mind doesn't understand why. Well, as I'm talking about this in the episode, I had an example to share with you about how I actually did this in my past, in my history. But I still, I think, held a little bit of shame around this example that I share with you. And so when the example popped into my mind and into my heart, I actually, for a very brief moment, cast it aside. And then I realized about a half a second later that that's what I was doing. And I realized that in order to be really true and authentic to you guys, to really like to really walk my talk, I was going to have to share this example that created a little bit of anxiety in the moment for me to share. And because I was a little bit, I would say slightly uneasy about sharing this example at the time that I was recording this, I was taking a few, like it took a really big deep breath right before I started talking. And I would normally edit that out. I would normally edit kind of deep breaths or some pauses out. But I decided for the sake of authenticity here to keep some of those in. So you will know when this comes up in the episode, because, well, first of all, you'll hear me take a really deep breath. And it's the example that I share to elucidate the topic of conversation, the topic that I'm bringing forth today, which is taking the leap. So not only in the example that I shared, did I take a leap of faith of believing in my heart, believing in my heart's wisdom, but I actually had to also do it in real time in order to even share this example with you. And so I wanted you guys to know that, you know, I record this podcast to help other people to accelerate your journeys, to provide you with tools and insights, but it's also a challenge for me. And you get to see and sort of experience how I encounter that challenge in real time and then how I 
did it anyways, which is really what I'm challenging you guys to do. So kind of an interesting episode that actually hasn't happened to me in an episode before, but I love that it happened because as you'll see, you know, as I share it, I, I just walked through it. And that's oftentimes what we're called to do when we have to trust our hearts without really understanding why. It is a leap. And a lot of times when we take a leap, they're scary. And we don't not do it just because we're afraid. Right? We do it sometimes with fear. And we just do it anyway. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode. And more than anything, I hope that it inspires you to take a leap of your own. And if you do, would you please, please share with me the leap that you took? I mean, it would just mean the world to me if you did. Also, as this podcast is new, sharing with your friends is amazing and leaving reviews means so much to me. So thank you so much for your time and consideration in doing that. And one last thing, I do mention my workshop Authentically Aligned, just very briefly in this episode. And if that's something that you are interested in taking, you can see in the show notes a discount code for a limited time. It is limited. I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but you can receive 20% off to enroll in Authentically Aligned. And this is just such a fun workshop where I see people have huge, massive gains and leaps in their life when they enroll in this workshop and their confidence generally skyrockets. So if you would like to have a workshop to have fun and dabble in, this one is a great one. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Transform. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Transform. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. And I'm excited about today's episode. Today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but what I want to talk about is honoring the truths inside us that we know to be true. Honoring the truths or the thoughts or the beliefs inside us that we know to be true. And yet there is sometimes a leap that we have to take in order to embody those truths. And when I say embody anytime on any podcast episode or in any of my work, when I say embody, what I mean is living our truth. Embodiment means taking things that we understand or that we know to be true or our beliefs and then actually acting in alignment with them in our lives, making decisions from those places, taking action, really fundamentally living our truth. That's what embodiment means. So a lot of times we can just think things, and yet there's something that's holding us back from actually living into them. And this is why I say that in order to really change your life, you have to do more, usually, than just learn or listen to things. There needs to be a step of embodiment and then integration. Integration means it becomes so natural to your state of being that you no longer even have to think about it. You're just naturally living it. That's when you know you've really integrated something. You no longer ever struggle with embodying it. So we learn something, we shift, we change, then we have to embody that shift and change, and then we have to integrate. So in my workshop Authentically Aligned, for instance, there's a period of learning 
there are certain lessons that you learn. You learn about how essentially you're a badass, how you can attract more people and opportunities into your life, how you can thrive with your certain personality type. Then there's a experiment or a challenge where you get to experiment with it, experiment embodying it. Excuse me, actually between the learning and the experiment or embodiment practice, there's actually a reflection section and reflection helps you to embody your learnings. So a lot of times, for instance, on this podcast, I will give you guys questions to reflect on. And I do that strategically and purposefully because it helps you to actually take the information that I'm giving you and help it to elicit a change within your own life so that I can accelerate your transformation so that I can actually change you rather than you just listening to me. So in Authentically Aligned, there is a learning portion where you learn about yourself, then there's reflection, then there's an experiment, and then there's a period or a section called integration where you then really integrate your embodiment and everything that you learned. And I do this in the majority of my workshops, this integration portion, so that we can make permanent change, right? I don't know if you've ever tried to implement a habit, but then you stopped kind of practicing it and the habit fell to the wayside. This is why we do integration so that these things don't fall to the wayside. So they become a permanent part of who we are and who we are being. Now, we are always evolving, even if you're not purposefully evolving. The universe is trying to carry you in the direction of growth and evolution. And we're always given opportunities. I guess maybe that would be a better way of saying it. We're always given so many opportunities to evolve. And when you learn about the process of transformation, it can be really helpful for you because then you can start to see like, oh, this is an opportunity for transformation and evolution. And if I really grab onto this opportunity and use it as a means to evolve myself, then I know that there's going to be all sorts of magic on the other end, on the other side. But if you don't know what transformation really looks like, and you don't know how to interpret events around you as opportunities, then you're going to miss a lot of those. And not only that, but you're going to resist evolution. And when we resist evolution for a really long time, we start to feel stuck, we start to feel in a rut, we start to feel like things never change, we start to feel really low and depressed and frustrated and all of these things. So as the universe is perpetually carrying us on this ride of potential evolution, we're given a lot of different opportunities to evolve and change. And what happens along that path is sometimes our hearts know something that our minds have not yet caught up to. Your heart may know something right now in your life that maybe you should do. A truth about an action that you should take, a comment to someone that you should make, a shift, a change, something in your life that you've been maybe thinking about in the very, very, very back of your mind, possibly, that your heart is bringing, is trying to bring to the forefront of your life, but your mind isn't ready for the change. Your mind doesn't see this change as safe. And so your mind is pushing aside what your heart might be saying to you. And so what I want to do is just really quickly and easily break this down for you so that you understand the process of what's really happening behind the scenes. 
what's really happening in the subconscious mind so that you can start to identify when your heart might be speaking to you and when your subconscious mind might be pushing your heart's whispers aside. I grew up in a sort of evangelical church, and I always heard this term convicted. And interestingly, I I heard that term in the sense of like, oh, I was convicted of a sin I was making, or uh, I, I heard it in several different ways. But I like this term to apply to what I'm talking about now. Because when I think about being convicted, I think about there's a resonance that occurs somewhere deep within you that you almost can't deny it to be true. It somehow reverberates deep within you, deep within your bones, within your deep knowing. And it's like, you know, it's true. You know, there's something there for you. It feels true in your body. And almost what I hope to do in this episode is to bring forward one of these heart-driven knowings to the forefront of your mind for you and create a resonance within you in such a way that you feel strong enough, empowered enough, emboldened to listen to what your heart is telling you. That we remove a bit of the fear, a bit of the overthinking mind. So that's something that has been in the back of your mind that has been whispering to you that you know is on your heart can come forward in a more audible way for you. So when we talk about like spiritual evolution or deep, deep transformation into a more authentically aligned journey, where you become more and more of your authentic best self, you get to know yourself better, you become brighter, you attract more things to you. What happens along that journey is it's largely heart led. Now you can, you can, of course, have mentors or guides or therapists or coaches along this journey that will facilitate an accelerated sort of journey for you or workshops or books that you've read or podcasts that you listen to, etc. There's a lot of different tools in the ethos that you can use in order to accelerate your journey. But what ultimately leads the journey is as long as you're sort of surrendered to the journey and not trying to hyper control every single instant of it is going to be your heart and your intuition. Now, you've probably felt this before in your life where your heart has been telling you to do something, but your mind is like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> right? That is crazy. So I want to give you guys an example of this. And this is like a really super vulnerable example. But I am feeling really called my intuition, my heart is is really telling me to share this example. So I'm going to share this example with you. I I have had a lot of schooling, right? I had four years of undergrad at two different universities, and then I went to dental school, and then I went to graduate school to get a master's and to specialize. So that is 11 years of post-high school schooling. And during these 11 years, I really worked my ass off. I mean, for about uh, nine of those years nine and a half of those years of schooling, I had undiagnosed ADHD, which meant that I actually had to study twice as what everyone else did to achieve the same scores on tests. 
I worked so, so hard. And I did this with a lot of integrity. And when I say integrity, what I mean is that this was my own hard work. Now, in those 11 years, I cheated on an exam, as far as I can recall, one time. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you a story about this one time that I cheated. I was in a exam and I was sitting next to probably the smartest person in the room. And I was not well prepared for this exam. And it, it was a week of a lot of different exams. I was super overrun. I was really exhausted. I was not in energetic alignment with my best self, let's just say. I was really tired, depleted, making poor decisions. This person that was probably the smartest person in the room was sitting next to me and was looking at my test answers. And they made it clear that they were doing that. And they kind of slid their exam forward in a way that would facilitate me looking at theirs. Now, I knew that this person wasn't going to glean anything by looking at my test answers because I was wholly unprepared for this test. But I also knew that they were the smartest person in the room and I knew that I was unprepared for this test. And so I did something that I literally never did, which was I looked at their test and I took some of their answers. Now, I felt really guilty when I was doing this. And I'm sure, you know, oh my gosh, like who hasn't cheated? Maybe at least once, right? But for some reason, I just really had a lot of moral fortitude around this concept of cheating. And I really didn't want to cheat. It was something that I never did. And it's something that I did in this instance. Well, a few days later, I got a essentially like a notification that there was a board of people that me and two other people had been reported to for cheating and that I needed to report to this board and that I was actually not the one that was being investigated for cheating. It was the person that was sitting next to me that was being investigated for cheating. And I was going to have to sit in front of a board of several people and describe what had happened in the room. Okay. I had really big plans for my life, right? Like, and I knew that if for some reason they found out that I was cheating, that it could derail everything. It could literally ruin everything. And yet something in my heart was screaming, you cannot lie in front of these people. And I, my heart was saying, you have to go in and you have to tell the truth. Even though you're not the one being investigated, you have to go in, you have to say that you cheated. This is my heart. My mind was like, are you fucking crazy? You're not even the one being investigated. This is the only time you've ever cheated. You're never going to do it again. What the fuck are you doing? Right? But the thing is, is that I had tried in my life previous to this point to ignore my heart's callings. And it never went well for me. Like it never went well for me. My heart has always had a really loud voice. And I've noticed in my life that when I dim that voice, that when I shush the voice, that when I ignore the voice, that my life in general doesn't feel good. 
to me. And so I just knew that I wouldn't be able to continue on in a way that made me feel free in her freedom if I lied. And so I went to the instructor whose exam I cheated in. And I sat down with them. And I had written a letter admitting that I had in fact cheated. And I sat there and I read this letter to them. And while I was reading this letter to them, I saw my heart beating in my chest. My chest was like literally beating in a way that anyone in the room could have seen it. Like it was like, I was, I was fucking terrified to do this, to tell this instructor what I had done. And by the way, before I did this, I consulted with a few people, a few people of high sort of moral fortitude that told me not to do this. <laughs> they told me, don't do that. Don't admit to wrongdoing when you're not even being investigated. Like, just don't do it again and move on. But I couldn't do it. So I'm sitting there in front of this teacher and I'm reading them this note that is saying, like, I know that this person is being accused of cheating, but you know what? I cheated too. And my heart's beating out of my chest and my hands are shaking and my face is like beat red. And I lower the paper down. And you guys, this teacher had such tremendous grace and said to me, it's okay. I understand. I forgive you. And I don't want this to go any further. And then I had to meet with the board of people. And this included, I don't know, at least a dozen people. And I, to them, admitted that I had been cheating. And, you know, this amazing thing happened where they all gave me such grace and there was no repercussions at all. And in fact, I had one or two people on the board come up to me and tell me that that was one of the bravest things that they had ever seen. Because you know what? We all make mistakes. Like we all do shit things that are out of character. But the real trial, I think, comes when we have to decide to own it. And that was one of the scariest things I'd ever done. But it was something that my heart was telling me to do. And the outcome was amazing. But I tell that story to share how you know, in that instant, if I would have told pretty much anybody what I was planning on doing, they would say like, that was crazy. And my mind was saying this is crazy, but my heart knew differently. See, our hearts know what our souls need. Our hearts know what our souls need. But our overthinking minds are almost always just thinking of our survival and our overthinking minds only classify what is safe based on the things that we have learned or already experienced. Our overthinking minds prioritize familiarity. What is familiar is safe. That's what our thinking minds think. Like when, when I say our thinking minds, I'm really talking about sort of the reptilian brain, the part of us, the part of our minds that is always trying to just keep us safe, like keep us alive and keep us in the tribe. And this aspect of our brains will really only classify things that it knows as safe based on if they're familiar, based on if we've experienced them before, and also based on like the stories that we've heard. So based on that experience, for instance, 
the thinking mind is going to say, this could be dangerous. You telling the truth could be dangerous. Whereas you keeping quiet, you're less likely to be hurt. But you can think of a reptilian brain as almost like a two-year-old trying to discern like what is right or wrong or the thing that should be done here. And the two-year-old really only knows what it's experienced. Whereas the the heart is where we carry universal wisdom. It's where we carry our intuition. It's where we carry a connection to our soul's journey and our, our soul's longing. Our heart knows what our soul needs. And the more we can listen to our heart, the more accelerated our journeys will be. So much of what I do with one-on-one clients and in my workshops is teach people how to trust what their heart is saying. Because at the end of the day, you don't need me. Nobody needs me. My clients don't need me. And I don't want them to need me. I am just there to help them discern what their own heart and intuition is saying. And as soon as they can discern that and trust it enough to start following it continuously, they don't need me. Right? They know. They've always known what's right for them. You've always known what's right for you. It's just that sometimes we think that our minds know better. And so we shush our own heart's whispers, our own heart's longings, our own internal guidance system. See, my heart showed me on that day that it's liberating to tell the truth, that it's liberating and safe to admit wrongdoing, that when you do these things, people will think that you're courageous and strong, that you will know that you are courageous and strong. And what that experience did actually is it showed my overthinking mind that it was actually safe to follow my heart. See, every time we follow our heart, we are actually training the thinking mind to see that it's safe to follow our heart. And actually like that overthinking can start to lessen to a certain degree. So right now, I want to pose this question to you. What has your heart been whispering or saying to you lately? At night when you lay down in bed, what is going through your mind? First thing that you think of in the morning, what's occurring to you? While you are driving or showering or doing the dishes or doing a sort of monotonous activity, is there any ideas that are popping into your mind? Is there something that your heart is urging you to do, but you are making a million excuses not to? I think one of the biggest reasons that we will sometimes hesitate to follow through with what our heart is guiding us to do is we don't know the way forward. Like if our heart is asking us to make a big leap in any way, we think, how the hell would I do that? And then we just dismiss it because we don't know the the way. We don't know the way forward. But here's the thing. We can also ask our heart to show us the way. If our heart is whispering for us to do something, we can ask our heart to show us the way. And the way you can do this is you just say to your heart, either verbally or in your mind or even in your journal in written form, okay, I hear you. I want to follow what you're saying. So just show me the next right thing. Just show me the next right move. And you will be shown what to do. It will either just occur to you in your mind, you will suddenly have a knowing, 
or maybe you will hear someone else on a podcast speaking, or you will read something in a book, or a friend will call you, or something will happen where you will be led as long as you are open. I am briefly interrupting this episode to let you know that if you are ready to go a little bit deeper, have some fun, get empowered, then Authentically Aligned Workshop is for you. If you want to sign up today, then you can use the discount code TRANSFORMPODCAST20 to receive 20% off for a limited time. Authentically Aligned Workshop to get empowered, to become authentically aligned, to become your best self and be unstoppable. Use the code TRANSFORMPODCAST20. And now back to the show. See, what happens is that when we really start to transform in in bigger and bigger ways is our heart starts to ask us to make bigger leaps when our mind doesn't know what we're doing. And a lot of times we sit around and we wait for clarity, like we wait until our mind is on board. But that's not the way that our heart always works, especially when we're ready to take bigger and bigger leaps. Our mind will not be on board. Like we have to take the leap. We have to move through it. We have to do the thing that we're scared to do. And we have to do it sometimes with a lot of fear, sometimes with our heart literally beating out of our chest. We just have to move through it. And then on the other side, I promise you, you will have clarity. You will see why you were called to do the thing. But if you're waiting to move until your mind understands what your heart is saying, that day may never come. And sometimes you just have to move anyway. In 2017, I did a year of yes, in which I decided to say yes to everything that I thought would expand me, but also scared me. And the reason I decided to do this was because I thought that I might be limiting my own life experiences out of fear because my overthinking mind was really strong. And so I started to say yes to things that scared me. And it started to build up and build up. And then it got to this point, even just a few months in, where every week I was doing two to three things that scared me. And guess what? I was just moving through the fear. I was just doing things that scared me. But my whole world opened up and changed. I mean, oh my God, the amount of things that I manifested, the amount of people that I drew to me, the amount of opportunities that came to me out of the blue, all because I decided to say yes to my heart's knowing and longing without my mind understanding anything about what I was doing. And so sometimes I think setting a challenge like this can be really beneficial to move through. So if you have to set a challenge for a month, two months, half a year, a whole year, a yes challenge, I'm going to say yes to what my heart is calling me to do, even without my mind understanding, then I'm going to do this. This is what I call yes energy or momentum, where you just let the yes to your heart, to your deepest knowing, guide you and pull you with a sort of like YOLO energy, right? With a sort of, this is my one life and I'm going to live at large. I'm going to trust my heart because that's what I'm here to do. So there's a few ideas for you. But what I'm really hoping is something has occurred to you. Something has come up into your mind. Even if it feels totally crazy or asinine, give that thing some room. Get that, give that thought some room to move. Consider it. Just consider moving forward. Ask your heart 
okay, show me the next right thing to do and take that leap. And then if you would be ever so kind to let me know how it goes for you, I would love to hear. I would love to offer a few bits of wisdom or advice if you want me to. I just want to hear from you. So if you feel, quote, convicted, or if something resonates with you, or if there's like this sneaking whisper deep within you that's wanting to be let free, let it free. Let it free and take that first move. And if you know someone in your life, you have a friend that you want to do this with, that you want to move forward, maybe like doing a co-challenge with, let's do two months of a yes challenge where we just trust what our heart is telling us to do. That is an amazing thing to do. And it's so empowering. And I strongly urge you to team up with somebody, send this podcast episode to them and do it together. Take those leaps forward together. Listen to what your heart is telling you. And I guarantee you on the other side, you will have clarity and you will see why your heart led you. And this amazing, beautiful thing is going to happen in the process where you will become more of you. And we want to see more of you in this world. I want to see your light shining so brightly. And I want to hear from you. Reach out to me on my connect form at integratedacceleration.com or through Instagram. You can find me at Transformation Distilled or at Dr. Stephanie Zeller or at Stephanie underscore Zeller. I have a lot of different Instagram handles. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. It's such a pleasure. It's such an honor. And until next time, be well, my friends.